Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the House of Abraham. I'm your host, Andrew Nelly. This is episode 14. Welcome to the show. It's a beautiful, sunny, yet very windy day here in Midway, Kentucky. It's a great day for podcasting. So, how's everybody doing out there in podcast land? Hope all of you are having a good, blessed Wednesday. So, normally I'd say, what are our topics for today? That's going to change a little bit. Instead, I'm going to say, what is our topic for today? And it's really probably one of the most uh, poignant and prolific and most important topics, as I'm sure you all have probably gotten pretty sick and tired of hearing about. It is the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, currently being carried out in Wisconsin. I believe most of you who listen to this show, you probably wouldn't be listening to the show if you weren't uh, somewhat or avid followers of political news and commentary. So I'm going to save myself and your ears some explanation time. I'm sure most of you probably already know who Kyle Rittenhouse is and why he is on trial. So with that, we're just going to jump right in and go right up to the most current up-to-date information that we currently have. Uh, As you may or may not know, Kyle Rittenhouse is currently on trial for the murder of two people and the wounding of a third. Uh, The trial is currently in its wrapping up phase, and it is in day two of jury deliberations. Um, So why is this important in political commentary? Well, as I've talked about in previous episodes, literally and nearly everything in today's society has been politicized. You can't unpoliticize anything. Everything is painted or colored by the left, painted or colored by the right, and then people in the middle are screaming and hollering, won't anybody listen to what our opinion is? To which we all just seemingly shout, no, no one cares what the middle has to say because we're all in extremist posturing, right? Unfortunately, yes. So why does the Kyle Rittenhouse trial Why is it important? Why does it matter? Well, I'll tell you why. So much is riding on what happens to this young man. There is so much at stake for our country, who we are, who we're going to be. Uh, There's just too much at stake. There's too much involved in this. There's too much minutiae wrapped up in it. There's too much left posturing. There's too much right posturing. It's very important what happens to this young man. And unfortunately... This is what happens in trials of this nature. Things become more about other things than the things that they should be about. Just like a case in point, the O.J. Simpson trial. When O.J. Simpson was tried on trial, it wasn't even about the people he killed. It's almost like America and the jury and the judge all completely forgot about Anna Nicole or Nicole uh, Brown Simpson and... Oh, what was the... See? Look, I can't remember... I can't even remember the the boyfriend friend that O.J. Simpson murdered alongside of her. Yep, it's gone. My brain is just... Boop, it's gone. Anyway, point is, no one even focused on the people that he murdered. They just focused on race and the LAPD's, uh, you know, mistakes and what kind of department they were running there. And so much like that, this is similar in the sense that We're not even talking as a country anymore about the things that we should be talking about, which is 
Why were people there in the first place? Why did it turn violent? Where were the police? Why weren't the police intervening intervening, and protecting everybody? How did this go so far off the rails? No one's even talking about those things. Instead, we've decided to turn it into a puppet show, a dog and pony show, a political posturing show, and just down and down further and further the drain we all go. So... The extreme left would tell you that Rittenhouse is a opportunist, racist, looking for trouble, that he went there to hurt people intentionally and shoot protesters. That's what the left would tell you. They would tell you that he is a white nationalist, Nazi sympathizer, and he was there specifically to target anybody who thought outside of what he thought or believed. Now, transversely, on the other side of that narrative, people would tell you, the Rittenhouse was basically an quote-unquote unofficial first responder. He was there simply just to help out with fire, police, and EMS. And he only had his weapon with him because he knew that there was going to be protesters at this event and there may or may not be some sort of violence, right? So these are two completely different narratives. These are two completely different ideas, stories, thoughts, These are two different schools of thought, completely different halves, basically representing our completely split down the middle country. So why don't we, instead of choosing up sides, opt instead to try to look at what the actual facts of the case are. And these are facts not based on what I think or how I feel. These are unmitigated, unequivalated. These are just facts. They just are. Whether you like them, love them, agree with Rittenhouse, disagree with Rittenhouse, whatever side of the fence you are on, these are just simply facts. Rittenhouse did, in fact, kill two people and wounded a third. Those are just facts. That doesn't necessarily mean one thing or another. That's just what it is. That's what happened. These killings were carried out with a low caliber, I believe it was a 223, which is very close to a 556 round uh, rifle. Okay. Rittenhouse was 17 years old at the time of the killings. And there is video evidence showing Rittenhouse attempting to assist fire police and EMS. He was trying to direct traffic, move crowds back, etc. There is video evidence supporting that narrative. That's a fact. Now, again, that doesn't mean necessarily one thing or the other. Those are just the facts of the case. Now, to the unproven allegations. Some of the unproven allegations are he was there specifically to shoot, intimidate, instigate, make trouble, fight, and kill people. So far, that narrative has been thrown out a million times by the left. And there's just no supporting evidence of that as of yet. The other much larger growing narrative, which is completely pushed by the left, is that Rittenhouse is a white nationalist Nazi Nazi supporter. All of that of which, again, has been propped up by the left, but it has in no way, shape, or form been proven to be true. Another thing that is a fact is that the judge and the jury have been threatened. Threatened with harassment, threatened to be killed, 
threaten to be hunted down if, in fact, Rittenhouse is acquitted. These are scary times we're living in, you guys. Mob factions are something of the distant past. I'm sure we've all seen that cheesy western movie where a cowboy kills a local and the sheriff comes and arrests him. But then in the middle of the night, the mob comes and they kidnap the assailant, take him out somewhere away from the town and hang him, thus giving him mob justice. I do not wish for a civil war, you all. I don't think any of us do. Certainly none of us who have actually been in a war or seen actual war. I must tell you, though, it certainly feels like we are currently in a civil war, a cold civil war. And much like the first civil war of 1861, it was the first aggressive actions of the northern sympathizer John Brown at Harper's Ferry. Those were the opening shots of the civil war. We are all but teetering on the edge of a razor blade. One divisive situation away from simply careening off the edge into, who knows, civil war, chaos, national disassociation, who knows. One thing is for sure, whatever verdict comes back from the Kyle Rittenhouse trial It's going to upset one side or the other or both sides. There are some people who believe that Kyle Rittenhouse is 100% guilty of every charge leveled against him. All of it. There are people on the extreme left that believe he should be put to death for what he did. There are people on the extreme left that believe that he should be crucified for every single thing they say he did. Then, of course, there are those on the right who believe he did nothing wrong. He was there simply just as a, an assister, a, 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 you know, trying to help out EMS, trying to help out fire, trying to help out police. He was there as a good citizen doing his part. And they believe he shouldn't be found guilty of anything. Not menace, not malice, not uh, you know, accidental death, not gun charges, not anything. So anytime you have an extreme left opinion, an extreme right opinion, and then you have the people in the middle that just seemingly get caught in the middle, someone is going to be upset when this verdict comes back. It's inevitable. There's no such thing really as a verdict that appeases all sides, although I'm sure the judge and the jury are going to try to come up with something that is kind of plastered over the whole everybody, over both sides. Something that they assume everybody can live with. But then what does that mean? Does that mean it's true justice for Kyle Rittenhouse? If in fact he is not guilty of anything and the jury comes back with a verdict that kind of smears over guilt and innocence, is that fair to him? If you are accused of stealing a car... And the cops take you to court, the judge takes you to court, the prosecutors take you to court, and you know you're innocent, and they know you're innocent, but the public opinion needs somebody to go to jail for the stealing of the car. And so they say, well, you didn't really steal the car, but you were you were involved in it and somehow, and we can't really prove that either, so we're going to give you a lesser charge, but you're not getting off scot-free. Is that fair to you? You didn't steal the car. You had nothing to do with stealing the car. You weren't even around the car when it was stolen. You don't know the people who stole it. 
But somehow you got wrapped up in it and somebody had to go to jail. And public figures who are afraid of the, the mob mentality will give you a lesser sentence simply because they're afraid of the mob coming back at them. Is that fair? Is that justice? Will justice be served for Kyle Rittenhouse if the verdict comes back that he was guilty of one charge but not all of them? It's going to upset somebody. I assure you, one side or even both sides are not going to be happy. This is a case where nobody wins. So then you might ask, Andrew, why then are you saying that it's so important what happens to this kid, so important for our country, for our nation? I don't mean it in a sense that one side is going to rejoice and the other side isn't. Because I assure you, even if Kyle Rittenhouse is acquitted, someone is going to start riots. People are going to riot in the streets. People are going to set things on fire. There's going to be mass chaos and dissonance. If Kyle Rittenhouse is found guilty on all charges, it is going to sever even more deeply whatever strings or strands or ties of whatever we have left between one side and the other in our democracy. One way or another, this is not going to end well, and that's truly the most unfortunate part of all of this. Whether he is found guilty or not guilty, it spells the death nail for this country because we have put so much stock in this. This should be not such a huge story. But we have politicized so many things and made things so important in this country that I can remember when I was a teenager growing up in the 90s, this would have been on page 40 of the newspaper. Young man goes to help out at a at a demonstration. Shots are fired. Two lives are lost. And there's a trial about it. In 1995, this would be a page 30 or 40 story in the newspaper. People would hardly be talking about it. Not that it's not important that lives were lost. Not that it's not important that justice be served. But it would not have been so massively poignant like it is today. We have put so much stock into every single thing that happens. We are hyper Vigilant, hypersensitive is probably the better way to put it. We are hypersensitive to everything in this country. If someone farts, we just lose our minds. We go to court over it. How dare you break wind in front of me? You racist son of a bitch. <laughs> it's everything is so upsetting. And again, I'm not saying that what happened was not upsetting. Two lives were lost. People were injured. That's a big deal. But shootings happen all the time in this country. And do you see CNN and MSNBC and all these other news or you know, media outlets reporting on everything? Do you know how many people are killed in the city of Chicago every day? It would blow most of your your all's hair back how many lives innocent lives and how much innocent blood is shed in the city of chicago every day do you know how much of that is reported 
probably most most of none of it. Majority of it is probably not captured or reported. But yet, a young white kid in a inner city Wisconsin shoots three other white kids, <laughs> which is so funny that they're calling him racist. He didn't kill any black people. How is that racist? He didn't shoot three black men. He shot three white men. How in the world can you make the case for that's racism? That's white on white crime, my dude. <laughs> How is that racist? I don't get that. It's so crazy. Oh, the left. Anyway, my point is, it's all so heavy now. We can't just let things be what they are. The media has to get in on it and, and paint their narrative the right has to defend itself, and then around and around and around and around we go. So, what's going to happen after the verdict? Who knows? The verdict's going to come down. The judge and the jury can't keep hiding. They can't keep trying to... There is no such thing as a great solution here. If the jury is sitting back in their little sequestered room deliberating and going, hey, how do we get out of this so we don't get killed? <laughs> so our families don't get harassed. So people don't find out where we live and try to burn our houses to the ground. How do we get out of this? There is no way out of this. There's no good answer. If they come back not guilty, the left is absolutely going to lose their flipping minds. They're going to set the town on fire. They're going to riot. They're going to loot. It's going to be a mess. If the jury comes back and says guilty, well, the right is less inclined to act in such a fiery manner. So, who knows? It's not going to be good either way. And, you know, all cases are different. All cases are different. You know, the, the cop that uh, leaned on George Floyd and put his knee on his neck. I think, from what I understood, most people had a general sense that the way that police officer handled that situation was completely wrong. And he was deserving of some kind of serious justice. I think everybody kind of felt that way. But this is not that. This is not a police officer in an official capacity. This is a young 17-year-old kid. This is a kid, not a fully grown man. He's not even an adult by our legal standards. He's a kid. This is a kid who obtained a rifle through legal process. You're allowed to have a rifle in the state of Wisconsin if you're over the age of 16. I believe I'm quoting that correctly. And he took his sidearm to an event under the guise of helping fire an EMS, EMS and police. Under the guise of being a good, watchful citizen. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. I don't know the kid. I've never been to where he is in Wisconsin. I, I, I don't know. But that's the assumption for the most part. So this is not that. These cases are not similar, but it doesn't matter because the left paints a narrative that if you had any kind of 
even near capacity. Okay? If you were even near something that had anything to do with people of color, black people, Hispanics, Asians, whatever, what have you, if you're a white person and you are anywhere near the vicinity of a situation involving people of color, it does not matter what the truth is. You're racist. Nope. Racist. Doesn't matter. I don't care if he shot three white people. I don't care if he didn't shoot black people or Hispanics or anybody else of any other culture, race, or nation. He shot three white people. Doesn't matter. Racist. 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 Nope. He's racist. That's it. I can tell you right now, if the judge and jury find him guilty of all charges, and this kid goes away for a long time, what it will do is it will set a precedence of mob rule and mob mentality and that my friends is probably the scariest takeaway from all of this what happens when you seemingly commit a crime and you are no longer afforded due process due process of law is what sets us apart from the animal kingdom there's no due process on the Serengeti there's just not The mule deer gets its neck bitten off by the lion. That's it. (laughs) That's it. The lion is the judge and the jury. And you're guilty every time. That's what sets us apart from the animal kingdom. That's what makes us different from a lot of other countries as well. There are some countries still where if you commit a crime and the magi or the head... Prefectors or whoever's in charge, if they think you're guilty, you're guilty, and then that's it. You're done. There is no due process. There is no seeking of facts, evidence. That's a beautiful thing that we have in this country, and are we good at it? No. Are we great at it? Absolutely not. But we're better at it than some other people in other places. And that's what makes us who we are. And if we give in to mob mentality, if that judge and jury start listening to the cries and the screams and the the upset people outside the courtroom hollering, if you let him off, we will kill you and your family. If the judge and jury listen to that, then they are giving in to mob rule. And that, my friends, is a terrifying prospect. That means we have left the confines of the very essence of who we are as Americans in this country. The very foundations that we were founded on of law and rule and justice. So, I don't know if Kyle Rittenhouse is guilty. I don't know if he is or he isn't. I don't know what he's guilty of. But I can assure you, whatever happens, let it not be for mob rule and mob mentality. If Kyle Rittenhouse is to be found guilty, let him be found guilty in true essence of the law. Not because the people with masks and torches outside are threatening to burn down the building. So, I'm going to leave you guys with that. As you go and watch CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, BBC, whatever other news outlets are currently reporting on this... The thing that I would encourage all of you to do 
Democrat or Republican, is expand your sphere of influence. Even if you're a Democrat, I know you love CNN. I know you do. I know that CNN is your god. It is your mecca. That is what it is. I would just ask you, go check out a different channel that isn't where you normally listen to your news. Go check out somebody else that doesn't necessarily have a dog in the fight. I know BBC tends to lean left, but go look and see what BBC has to say about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Go read opinions that don't exist in your echo chamber of influence. You might see something or hear something you hadn't even thought of. It might broaden your perspective. And this goes for my, my brothers and sisters on the right. My fellow Republicans, don't just listen to what Fox News is telling you about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Go listen to other perspectives. You may not like them, you may not agree with them, but broaden your perspective as well. Anyway, that wraps up this episode 14 of the House of Abraham. I am making a point now at the end of every single one of these episodes to remind all of you that we are all human beings before we are political. You are born a human. You are not born a Republican or a Democrat. We are people first. So no matter what is said on this episode, no matter what we discuss, no matter what direction it may seem like I am or am not in leaning towards, I want to remind all of you to love your Democratic brothers and sisters, your liberal brothers and sisters. Pray for them. Love them. Wash their feet. Thank you again so much for joining me on this episode. I hope all of you go out and expand your sphere of influence. Have a great day.